and welcome to this podcast. Leave your head at the door. Leave your shoes. You can keep your scarf on. Bring your energy. Bring your spirit. You can even bring your ego, but just know that she wasn't invited. (laughs) We're not going to make her feel welcome here. So she's going to be taking selfies in the bathroom mirror. Um, But uh, our spirit and our energy, we're going to have a little kiki, right? No overthinking anything. We're just going to talk. We're just going to get right into it. So in the last episode, thank you for listening, by the way, to, to the people who did listen. I appreciate you so much. You don't even know. Thank you for supporting this endeavor. I have been wanting to work on a project for so long, and I think this is it for me. And I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy that you're here. Last time we brushed on the root chakra, we talked about mean ladies. We talked about astrology a little bit, didn't we? Ooh, I just got a Tinder notification. I'm not going to click on that. I'm focused on this. So I'm in the basement right now. It's a creative space. Um, I recorded in my bedroom last night, uh, and I had to be really quiet because my roommates were sleeping, and I was recording very last minute, sort of adventurously, and then it led into something that I really liked. So um, I put some thought into this and decided that I should record in the basement where my roommates like to make art and record their music. And it's a creative space. So here I am, I'm sitting down. I feel like I'm in an actual like radio station or something. There's like sound systems everywhere, a chair, a table. I've got my Voss water bottle. I've got my joint, $1 joints at the next door at the neighborhood dispensary on Thursdays. Don't know what I would do without that. And I've got my Voss water bottle because I don't really like to drink water out of cups. I don't like lukewarm water. Uh, so much so that I will not even hydrate. I dread drinking lukewarm water from tap in a mug. Like, I don't want that for myself. I have to have like a refrigerated water bottle and I keep that shit on rotation. And I was using plastic water bottles, but... My Taurus roommate was like, you really need to quit drinking out of plastic water bottles. And I would not listen to him. I was like, whatever, he's being bossy. He's being a Taurus. He's just telling me how to live my life. And one day he was like, no, seriously, like that shit is bad for you. Like switch to a glass water bottle. And I was like, all right, (laughs) thank you for caring enough to make a comment about how I drink water. And it's great. I love this boss water bottle. Why do we talk about these things? It's important, right? Maybe maybe you'll switch to Voss. So today I want to talk a little bit about male ego. Where do we even begin? No, seriously, where can we begin? I can sort of start by talking about this interaction I had with a Leo Sun Capricorn Moon. Um, Funny background story with us. I knew him before I moved to Portland. He lived in Memphis, Tennessee as well, which is where I'm from. And we were work neighbors. And I had a serious crush on him because he looked like the uh, 
the guy with glasses in that movie Atlantis, he looked like that guy. And I really liked it, sort of bookish, but like hot, but he doesn't know it kind of energy. And I really appreciate it, that in a dude. I love glasses. I love big noses. I don't know why. Into it. I'm really into it. I was into him. I moved out here. We were Instagram, Facebook friends. We met up. We hooked up. Um, he was like really eager on me, like super eager, but then, you know, would make a plan with me and then fall through like not communicate with me at all he wouldn't even be like oh I'm sorry I know we made plans today but uh I had this come up so you know we can do this another time or you know I I, I feel like I get it self-care Twitter is all like nobody owes you an explanation like da 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 but no in reality that is a responsibility we're adults you know if we were dealing with this as children our parents would be the one to say hey um, Johnny can't play today. He's he's got soccer practice and then we're like, okay, word. We're still on good terms with Johnny. But with this guy in particular, like he would be so eager to make a plan with me. I would open up my schedule for him and then the time would come and I would ask for the address and he would not send it to me. He would not respond to my calls. He would not text me back and it's a bummer. And so after something like that happens, I just really completely lose interest to the point where I, I can't even get that interest back. I'm like, you are so fugly to me now. Like you, I, I once thought you were cute and that part of me no longer exists because I am just done. But a few months later, he randomly texted me and was like, you know, I'm thinking of you. Hope you're doing well. And... I was really in a vulnerable state at the time. I had a falling out with someone, um, to put it vaguely, lightly, not ready to talk about that right now, but I will say that I was going through something and it <laughs> wasn't pleasant. Um, and so, yeah, this guy reached out to me and I was like, okay, universally speaking, I have no interest in this person, but they're reaching out. Universe, is that a signal? Like, should I invite this person back into my life? Should I try this again? Like, have a friendship or some kind of camaraderie, however you say that word. And so I responded, you know, hope you're doing well too. And he was talking about how he's alone at the house and his roommates are at a festival and you know, I'm, I'm invited to come over, and I was just kind of like, I don't know, maybe, um, and it's really funny, I had taken a ketamine derivative that day, it wasn't quite ketamine, it had ketamine, I, it was like ketamine sister or something, I don't know the name of the drug, this Tinder Sagittarius hookup gave it to me the night before, and oh, also what made me more vulnerable in in that day was you know I had this hookup with a, a tinder match the Sagittarius boy and how I knew he was a Sagittarius was one of his pictures on tinder was like him on a mountain it's like a, a fucking and he looked like he was about to cry like there are certain Sagittarius men who have like a signature look um if you know what I'm talking about isn't it hilarious if you don't know what I'm talking about i they're sort of like short but like sort of muscular and covered in tattoos and have like a light beard like a stubbly beard and like they look like they're about to cry but they're like brooding and hot in their own way and they have pictures 
on top of mountains. So I found out he was a Sagittarius when before we hooked up and I was like, oh my God, makes so much sense. And he just gave me a bunch of drugs and the ketamine derivative was one of them. And I took it the next day and that's when boy hit me up being like, I'm thinking of you, how are you, etc. And um, we were communicating, whatever. And I didn't want to be home. So I got on a bus and initially was trying to go in an art show but it was so gray and cloudy outside and the bus was packed and this drug was hitting and it just put me in such a bleak 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 spot like totally empty so weird trippy like I wouldn't say it was a pleasant experience but I'm adventurous so I will say I'm glad I tried it um ended up not going to the art show got off downtown went to McDonald's, had some french fries, they were stale, the energy was so weird, I felt so weird, I, and a boy hits me up, and he's like, what are you doing, do you want to come over, and I was like, okay, I'll come over, I went to his house, I get there, and energetically, I, it just, it doesn't sober me up, but I'm just, I feel like, what am I doing here, like, why have I been let, like, I kind of felt like it was a bad idea, so energetically, I, probably wasn't being my best self um and he was being like really manic he was being like I don't know what he consumed maybe it was like alcohol and weed but he was really talkative and really like could not settle and that energy was so hard for me to be around I couldn't handle it I I couldn't be polite and I, I couldn't be like um what's the word, like civil, I couldn't stand it, I'm not gonna lie, he was like all over the fucking place, like, what do you want to do, what do you want to watch, uh, like, ha, 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 and I was like, ah, uh, like, no, uh, this is too much, this is too much, especially coming from a man, especially coming, like, uh, an energetic man, they're very hard to handle, like, the, because men in general already take up space, and it's like, if you're a man who takes up space and you are taking up more space, like there's no room for me. I feel cornered. I'm backed up into this corner. I have no room to move and I feel suffocated. So I felt suffocated with his energy. And he was like, do you want to listen to this song I made today? And just without even thinking, I blurted out, no, I was like, no. And I mean, that's not like a typical of me. I can be very blunt. Um, I wish I could say that I can't help it because I can't, but that's kind of a bullshit excuse. Like by now I should, I should be working on it. Right. Even when I'm working on it, those moments still happen. Even when I'm actively working on something like that, I will still, it's just so ingrained in who I am. Sorry. You'll learn to love it. And, um, he was like, all right, okay. And just kept being manic. And I was like, why are you forcing me to listen to you? And he was so taken aback. He was like, wow, that is so rude. That is so mean. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to come off that way. Like, I just, I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. And um, he's like in this mode, this manic mode. So he's not even going to listen to me. He's not even going to like take it into heart that I feel like overwhelmed by his presence because that's how unaware men are. They're fucking unaware they they don't know what to do in a situation like that they just want you to take it so he makes me take it he 
fucking gets this big canvas out like an art like a like painting canvas he's like look what i drew recently and it is so ugly like it's just like a it's like a sketch of a man like wearing like jeans and a beanie why would you draw that we're already subjected to like i don't want to see that Men are already overrepresented in media and art. Why would I want to see that? It looked like the cover of, like, a really lame young adult novel that, like, Simon and Schuster rejected. But, like, another booking house, book house, whatever, picked up. And, like, it's something I probably would have read in third grade and, like, loved obsessively for a minute and then, like, dropped it as soon as I graduated high school being like, why did I love that book so much? Did I love that book so much because I <laughs> crushed on the main character a little, but he's kind of a, he's kind of an asshole, like a catcher in the rye looking for Alaska situation. You know, it, it looked like a cover for one of those books. And I was just like, oh my God, that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And like, I am so sorry. I know you hate me so much right now, like listener, because I'm in this guy's house and I'm being really rude and like, nobody deserves that. I agree. Nobody deserves that kind of punishment insult I should just like keep these things to myself and gossip about him later to my girlfriends but I couldn't I was on this Kenneman derivative I was going through like one of the hardest times in my life current like you know in my current state like I that was one of the hardest things I've gone through but you know maybe the next thing I go through like would it would be like worse like as I grow up I think like my experiences get harder and harder to deal with like it's just new I'm met with new challenges as I grow up like as we all as we all do anyway so I just experienced this energetic uh vampirism and didn't know wasn't quite myself I was going through a really like hard angry time so I just couldn't hold back on this person I was like that (laughs) that drawing is fucking ugly and it was to this day like I'm not in in my sober state I still think it's ugly I think of it and I'm like that was so ugly like I to think that he went to an art supply store and got this like expense like because art supplies are not cheap they are not cheap so to think that he went to an art supply store and got this canvas and drew that horrendous fucking cosplay catcher in the rye illustration on it just like really fucking offended me you know because i know i know good artists okay like and what they do like they'll get that canvas and they'll make beautiful art on it they take their craft seriously it's not fucking playtime recreational activity let's get our yoga ball uh yoga balls out and just bounce on it and fucking get our markers on this canvas thing for it's not like that for this is this is their they spent money on this canvas they're gonna try to make money off this canvas right they're gonna make something beautiful someone's gonna love it someone's gonna pay for it I don't you know I'm not saying like we should all try to sell our paintings like we should paint so we can sell but I'm saying like that canvas has worth your time has worth your energy has worth 
your supplies have worth? Like, why would you just haphazardly sketch something like that on such a huge canvas? I was so taken aback. I was so scandalized and horrified. And he was like, you are so rude. You have been so rude this whole time. Like, I insist on you leaving. Like, I'm gonna take you home. And I was just like, ugh. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> like, I just want to, like, melt in this couch. Like, can you just, like, go upstairs and, like, leave me alone? Like, I'm, like, you know I'm on this kind of derivative. I'm not asking you to babysit me, but I am asking you to babysit me at the same time. Like, you don't owe me anything. But it's one of those things. It's, like, can you just step into my shoes for, like, a millisecond and, like, tolerate this situation and then maybe like get mad about it later I don't know I'm asking for too much that's my entitlement that's kind of how I handle things um in a way I I'll bear through things a lot I'll bear through a person I'll bear through like a person's negative side because I know I know things get tough people can be mean And when people are mean, it's because they're not, they're not nurturing their demons. Like they have these inner demons and those demons just feel worse. And so those demons are like knocking on your chest wall, like, let me out, let me out, let (laughs) be mean, like release, release your excess negative energy. It's like, right? Like when I'm being mean, it's like I'm releasing like excess energy and it's like that energy doesn't belong to me. So I have to release it. And I, I look like a, I look like an asshole and I'm like, I know I look like an asshole. I know I look like an asshole. I, I have to release this negative energy. It doesn't belong to me. There we go out into the world. Um, but yeah, his reaction to my meanness was also indicative of his entitlement. In the same breath, I can say, why would I owe you kindness? Why would I owe you a compliment? Why would I owe you self-restraint in this scenario where your art is so offensive and ugly and I have a really good eye think for things and my eyes are offended? Like, my eyes were just, like, vomiting, like... I would I just like projectile vomited from looking at his stuff because I really do have a refined taste I have a good eye for things my astrology my uh, what is it astro cafe cafe astrology um personality synopsis will tell you itself that I have a good eye for things so why are you showing me this And why are you expecting, like, a positive reaction? I don't expect you to know this about me. But my thing is, like, why are you making art that you think is digestible by the general public? You are doing it wrong. Like, I think art is very sacred. You know? I don't think everyone deserves to see it. I don't think your music deserves to be heard by everyone. Why are you trying to make it digestible to the public? Why are you trying to get everyone to like it? Why are you trying to show and tell it? Why? That's not how any of this works. Like, yes, share your stuff. 
by all means, don't, don't be dissuaded by what I have to say. I'm being really harsh, but I also think I'm being a little fair when I say not everyone's going to like your stuff, but it doesn't mean they don't like you. It just means that there are so many parts of you and there are parts of you that people don't like. And that's okay. They don't love you any less. They don't not respect you. But if someone didn't like something I made, it would hurt me a little bit, but I would also understand. I would not be so scandalized by someone not liking something I made and I'm also not eager to share things that I make it's very it, I hold I'm very selfish with it I'm like I wrote this poem it's mine I'm keeping it to myself I'll share it with a few people that I know read my things and and, and enjoy and appreciate them but I don't share them very openly so my style is a little different than others who are very eager to share their uh, work. But I've had negative feedback before. I've written stories, I've written poems that people didn't respond how I wanted them to. I, I've been met with critiques. I've been met with like, oh, I didn't like it that much. And it hurts, but it's just a, it's just a chance for me to improve. It's a chance for me to do things different or it's a chance for me to own it even more like fuck you I wrote this poem you don't like it suck my dick either way it's a positive experience to be met with criticism it makes you a little more protective of yourself it makes you a little more protective of the things you put out I don't regret that interaction with him but I do I felt like it was a waste of my time he ended up taking me home and it was a silent car ride Really nice of him to take me home, by the way, but he's an adult man, so, like, as he should. And he was like, I don't know what I did to you. Like, I don't know if you are, you have something against me, and that's why you're being so mean. And I just, like, didn't know what to say, because, yeah, yeah he's right. I, I was kind of offended that he ghosted me like that I don't want to use the word ghost because that was not a ghosting situation he fucking flogged and it was disrespectful but am I hurt by it no I just think it's tacky like I'm not offended I'm not hurt I don't feel rejected but I think it's really tacky of you to do and I'm offended by your presence so why did I even come here it's because I was fucked up the male ego is interesting. We can reflect on that. We can take this moment to think about interactions you've had with men where they took up too much space and were overly sensitive and wanted to serenade you. But not in a good way because being serenaded is cool. But like... <laughs> Male entitlement, male ego, unsolicited dick pics, unsolicited advice, unsolicited opinions. Keep that shit to yourself, boy. People have been catering to you your whole life. 
take up our space. You know? If people have room to breathe, don't back people up in a corner saying, do, do you want to hear my music? Do you want to look at my art? Do you want to hear my opinion? Do you want to hold my dick? Stop doing that. It's not, it's not an insult to you. It's just have more manners. We're going to take a break. Yeah. Welcome back. I'm back. Drinking this water. I took a pee break. I checked on the status of my rice steaming in the rice cooker. It is ready to go. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about the dish I'm about to make. Stony bologna with mustard. That's not what I'm making. That's just my mood right now. I, I'm pretty stoned off this joint. And uh, it's a little bit wacky. I just um, re-listened to that segment and reflected on it a little. What comes to mind is raise girls and boys the same way. Jenny Holzer said it bad gal bad bitch right there she said raise boys and girls the same way and it's true we i'm not even gonna get into it if you want me to if you if, if you want to know where i'm going with this just listen to flawless by beyonce with the uh with the sample Chim chimamandi i'm sorry i don't want to offend anyone i I'm spelling out her name in my head and I don't know how to say it correctly and I apologize but listen to that segment if you want to know where I'm going with this I don't, personally don't have time for it we can make time for it a lot of people a lot of women have made time for it I'm here to talk about other things but essentially yeah raise boys and girls the same way if we can teach women to be quiet and softer, we can teach men to be the same way. Why are unsolicited dick pics happening? It's because there's an imbalance. And I guess like broy guys, I, the unwoke kinds would say like, oh, well, if women sent unsolicited boob vagina pics, like, guys would love that. And it's like, no, you wouldn't. No, you would not. You guys like novelty. You guys like power. If a woman exhibited her power and sent you fucking nudes, what are you going to do about it? You're going to leak them. You're going to leak them. Or you're going to call her a slut you know I will say that I'm a little prudish in today's culture like yes I'm sex positive but like no I will I mean like I will kink shame any and every kink I think they're weird I think they're so weird I'm very traditional and very old-fashioned um, and I think, like, 
we take things too far in today's day and age with technology and materials and labor. There are, there are certain lifestyles and certain ways of expressing your sexuality that I don't, that don't really sit right with me. To, to me, it's a weird waste of energy, but hey, I mean, I can't really get caught saying that kind of shit. Someone will shut me down so quick. And if you want to shut me down, do it. I will listen to you. We can, we can talk about it. You know, but I think it's like maybe maybe it's the content I follow, so it's a, my own fault. But like, I, I just feel like bombarded by sexuality. I, I feel bombarded by like sexually positive energy. I feel bombarded by this energy, and it's cool. But like at the same time, I feel like we could focus on different things. I guess I'm just jaded because I had <laughs> this friend a while ago, and. You know, we're not really in contact anymore, sort of on my end. I kind of, I can ghost friendships sometimes. I will say that I don't want to explain why I'm walking out of something because I believe in autonomy, I believe in freedom, I believe in independence of self. And I, I don't want to stop you from being yourself, but I don't like you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that you're this way and that's why I don't like it because be you, be free. I so appreciate that. Don't change for anyone. But I'm just, I have to walk away from certain people. Like I cannot handle their energy. I cannot handle it. And there's this one girl who was just too much with her sexuality and her positivity, her sexual positivity. Because in the same breath, she would get so mad that people objectify her or like she thinks they're objectifying her. And it's kind of like you have to pick one because like we could create this ideal world where women walk around naked and you know, it's not a signal to fuck them. But when you take nudes all the time or talk about taking nudes and post like suggestive photos I'm not saying it gives people a right to hit on you or objectify you that's so wrong but at the end of the day you have to align yourself and your beliefs with reality and like I get it you grew up in a democratic liberal household your parents coddle you and you know give you so much freedom to think your things and to form your beliefs that is great but in the real world People are going to objectify you for taking those photos. Period. So what do you do? Tighten your circles. Put your shit on private. Right? Be more aware. I don't know. Stop complaining that people objectify you. Dead ass. I was in a car with this girl. And she started aggressively beating her steering wheel and yelling because she thought that the guy in the truck next to us was looking at us. Why does it matter? Like when I'm out and about, I look at I look around me, I look at the people around me. I don't feel threatened when I catch someone staring at me. I just think they're those I just think they're existing. I don't see that as a threat and it's so sad that she sees that as a threat. It is sad. I feel for her. I do. But at the same time, I cannot be around someone who holds that much 
paranoia and anger. And that makes me a bad friend. But fuck it. Sorry. Find better friends. You can do it. Is that self-deprecation? No, it really is it because I don't really like self-deprecating. I don't tolerate it. In friends, anytime I hear a friend say like, oh, I'm the worst. Oh, this would happen to me. My life sucks. I'm terrible. I don't like, I don't want to hear it because you are speaking that shit into existence and manifesting the wrong things. As above, so below, we've, we know about the holographic universe. Um, Amber has talked about it in her videos, The Quietest Revolution. I actually feel very inspired by her. Um, I am part of that revolution. And I jock her. I jock her mad hard. So yeah, as above, so below. Whatever you speak into existence becomes true. So when you sit there and you say like, oh, I'm the worst. I'm an asshole. I don't deserve enough. You're speaking it into existence and that's not good for you. Don't say those things even if you think it's true. Just keep your mouth shut. Work harder. Don't settle for failure. Because to me, when you say I'm the worst, you're indulging in your, in, in your, in your pain. You're indulging in your uh, failures as a person. If you're the worst, why can't you be better? Why can't you actively work on making yourself better? Why can't you actively work on being the best version of yourself? Say I'm the best. You're the best. You're trying your best. You are the best. We're the best. I'm the best. You're the best. Hey, let's gas each other up real quick. Mm -mm. We're not making mistakes on this planet. No, 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 no. Everything's a lesson. We don't make mistakes. We don't have failures here. We have lessons. They nurture us. They do good things for us. They grow us up. They make us more compassionate. They make us more knowledgeable, right? Mom's positivity tip. Fuck you. We don't settle for failure. We don't settle for being an archetype we're not happy with. Like, oh, I'm that person that does this and so no one likes me. Okay, so change it, fam. I had a long talk with someone I consider a ghost on a leash. We've been on and off since high school. I feel. And so... I'm kind of relieved to be the kind of person that doesn't get into relationships because I know I talk about canceling people. I know I talk about stepping away from certain dynamics and relationships, but I don't love anyone any less. My love for people remains. I could be hurt. I could, I need to like retreat and talk some shit about you, but I don't love you any less. Just know that. Um, so, like, I've never had a breakup with this guy. We're just, like, sometimes friends with benefits, sometimes get close. He gets lost in a relationship. We don't talk. We talk again. Yeah, it's very on and off. He's the Scott to my Courtney. Gemini and Aries. Ghost on a leash. Kind of came back around. And was just talking about the role that he plays in people's lives and how it gets worse and worse 
and worst. And I was like, it's up to you to cut that tie. If you don't like being that person, don't be that person. And it doesn't, it's not like, oh, like I'm not ma- I'm trying to make it sound like it's easy. Like, you don't want to be that person stopping that person. I know it just shit doesn't happen overnight. But it's, but it's like having a strong will. It's like fighting. It's like seeing it as a challenge. Like, oh, this person thinks you are an alcoholic who fucks shit up. Well, you're not. You can prove them wrong. You can be like, I'm not that person. And one day you won't be that person anymore because guess what? That's not, who, that's not what you identify with. That's not, that's not who you are. You're not going to be doing those things. You don't identify with that character. You're going to be something different because you, it really is that simple when you break it down. Like, there are parts of you that you do not like and people see that part of you and identify you as that person so what's going to happen? You're going to be that person around that person because they see you this way. They're going to expect this action from you. You're going to indulge that energetically. Like these outside forces around you are going to drive you to do these things. And your soul and, your, and you, you're going to be like, why am I doing this? Why am I acting this way? Uh, I'm so embarrassed. Like this person hates me. This, this person thinks, you know, I'm just proving them right. And it's like, yeah, you're proving them right. Step away. They think you're this kind of person and you are acting in accordance with who they think you are so what do you do you step away you retreat you lock yourself in your room you read a book you go do good things like if there are things that you like about yourself you indulge in those activities like you're a good pet owner go be a good pet owner you're a good uh citizen of society go pay for someone's coffee know what I mean? Go clean up that park. It takes a lot of energy to do these things. I know, but it'll take less energy if you sit there and say, I'm the kind of person who does this. I like that person. I want to be that person. And the way people see you will change. And the way you act around them will change too. And you will be able to keep your relationships. This shit is very real. This is the shit I tell myself a lot. I may be talking out of my asshole when I say this, but I try my best. And I may not succeed at it all the time. I can be very cruel when I'm hurt. I can goss. I can focus my energy on the wrong things. And it turns me into a hateful person. But I'm human. I'm human. I do these things. We do these things. A moment of silence for that. Amen. Clink. Clink. (laughs) I'm going to drink my water and do some ASMR. If you don't hydrate, you'll dehydrate. We're going to take another break. Whoa. I didn't even mean to hit record, but it just happened. (laughs) Oh, God, a ghost did that. Whoa.
Happy Scorpio season. Happy Halloween spooky season. The creeps are out and about, my friends. I don't really do scary costumes. I feel pretty scary as a person. So for Halloween, I like to be something really innocent. This year, I'm going to be Arthur the Aardvark. Because I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. You know? I can't really do slutty costumes either because it's motherfucking cold outside. And when Cardi B said a hoe never gets cold, she lied. Because she lies. Cardi B is a liar. We know that. Have you guys uh, kept up with that beef she had with that makeup artist where she like didn't like how the makeup artist was doing her makeup so she like yelled at her people in the entertainment industry are like on another level like they are so they live in a glass case that's the thing. They live in a glass case. They have notoriety. People are looking at them, touching them. They, they're having all kinds of interactions with people. They're talking to people all day. They're, doing, they're, they're overwhelmed. So they can act out. And I think being a celebrity is really hard. I wouldn't want it. I want my 15 minutes of fame. I want recognition. But I don't want to blow up in any kind of way. It's really not for me. That goddamn ghost cut this episode or this segment off. I don't know what to do about it. I'll just feed it some rice. Appease it a little. It just wants some attention. It's just starting and stopping my phone without my control, and I don't know what to do. I'm just going to start here. Yeah, I'm talking about celebrities. What a, what a tough lifestyle that is. Damn. Jack White from The White Stripes used to live in Memphis, and he would hit up Young Avenue Deli a lot and harass girls and he smelled bad who's surprised though look at him he's musty he's like he's like the Marilyn Manson who's like afraid to get tattoos or something that's a wrong insult I mean Marilyn Manson has his issues don't get me wrong I'm reading his autobiography still I've been reading it for almost a year now I have not finished it. It's something I'm savoring. Like, I love it too much. I don't want to finish it. Um, but also, that's kind of an excuse. I really don't read a lot of books anymore. I should. I want to. It's an activity I enjoy and take pride in doing. And I don't do it enough because I read a lot of articles online. I read tweets. I like to stay in touch with today's world and... Marilyn Manson's tales are a little bit outdated. Sorry, sweetie. Doing cocaine in a graveyard is like 
not Trey Chic anymore. We're too existential for that. And to be totally honest with you, that activity is so head ass. <laughs> no, Marilyn Manson literally talks about how he spent some time in New Orleans and ground up some like you know they're like there's like grave graveyards with like exposed bones just like bones poking out of the ground so spooky so spooky and he like ground it up and like smoked it and had a dream that he was like a uh military official that that he had some he had some dream Marilyn Manson is a witch Okay, he practices witchcraft. He does these spells. He is very in touch with the other side, which is so cool. Marilyn Manson is a Capricorn. He's the devil card personified. He owns it. He embraces it. More power to him. The thing with Marilyn Manson is that he's like a respectable person like with an art like he his his content is like shocking and good but also like based on reading his autobiography like you can see why he is the way he is and how he grew up and the really fucked up shit he's been exposed to as a kid like it all makes so much sense and he and he's a really smart guy but he's all fuck the ass up i don't understand this like 90s culture of like being really dark and like snort like doing heroin and listening to rock and roll like that was just another that was like old times that's old times to me that's some vintage shit you know what I'm saying like I was reading about Angelina Jolie's taboo relationship with her brother online and I was just like dude what is this with this 90s culture of being so dark and taboo and fucking it up and doing heroin and like killing people like why do drugs and violence and sex all have to intermingle like that is such a weird concept to me sex drugs rock and roll those things are so separate in my mind like those things should not interfere with each other. They're very individual entities. They belong in their own world. Why do we have to combine these things? Like, why did we have to combine sex and violence? Why did we have to combine drugs and violence? Why did we have to combine drugs and sex? Like, if it's, like, good drugs and you want to have... I don't know, man. I When I do drugs, I want to be alone. I don't want to have sex on drugs. I don't count weed as a drug. But, like, sex on acid, sex on ecstasy... People hype it up, but when I'm in that state of mind, I kind of, I'm embarrassed to be around people. It's embarrassing. Like, I want to dance alone in a corner with headphones and listening to Diamonds by Rihanna. That's what I want to do. Like, get out of my face. Went on a spiel there about 90s culture, right? But yeah, I would say Jack White is just... Like a bootleg Johnny Depp. People have made that comparison before. But those men are so worthless. I wish their bank accounts could reflect their personality, which is empty. 
the atrocities they've committed in their lifetime. They're going to have a pretty difficult time in Bardos. Bardos is like from the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And I don't know anything about this. Like one of my customers was just like spouting off about it one Friday night. Like he was like just talking, just talking about Bardos and the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And he was talking about how Bardos is basically purgatory. It's when your soul isn't attached to your body. So you like experience your life experience in a not limited way because your body like limits you. I don't really have to like go into it, right? Anyway, it's like if you've committed all these atrocities in your human life, when you're in Bardos, before rebirth, before you start as a, as a newborn baby, to my understanding, you feel like what you've put other people through. And this is not good. And so, yes, I agree. It's not fair that good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. It's not fair. But if you want to get all spiritual with it, it all evens out when we die. It works out. If you were a good, harmless person, baby, animal, that has never harmed anything but you've been abused, Bardos is not going to be difficult. It's not going to be a difficult time. You're ready for rebirth. There's nothing to learn. You, you did what you had to do. But if you're an adult and life has been fair to you, life isn't fair to anyone, but life is slightly more fair to certain some people. It is. That's reality. And you still threw your weight around and abused people. When you die, it's going to be so agonizing. And this is why I have no jealousy. I don't carry any jealousy. I'm not like harboring resentment against people who I think things are unfair. Because it is unfair. It's not fair that, that, that this person hurt you and abused you and still has a million dollars in the bank account. It's not fucking fair. It's not right. But just know that they're being kept up at night. They're being bombarded with nightmares. Hmm. Their soul is not doing well. We have to keep these things in mind. I'm going to take a pause because my feet are so cold. What the hell? Y'all, I really feel very like sixth sense right now. But I don't see dead people. They see me. You heard? Hi, I'm back have no idea where we left off. I think the segment caught cut short and then I got busy. Um, not actually busy. Lazy, more like it. Um, but I do recall talking about Bardos, Marilyn Manson. There's a part of me that 
regrets calling him like a respectable person i think he's problematic he's definitely problematic he's done some fucked up shit he doesn't deserve to be called respectable but i have a really soft spot in my heart for him um it's really funny that after i finished that segment yesterday because i'm starting a new um recording this this segment the next day so um my first my first time doing a podcast in two different days i'm new to this but whatever as long as it gets done i'm happy so here i'm back again getting ready to go to a party it's not a halloween party i almost want to dress up uh but i almost am going for a different vibe so i might just stick with a different vibe (laughs) i don't feel like dressing up like arthur because it comes with these ears and it's raining outside and i just don't want to deal with it i just want to wear this like mesh shirt and like a see-through bra and like put on some dark lipstick and big hoops and like carry my fake louis vuitton and just stunt that's what I'm in the mood to do so that's what I'll do anyway um last night after that segment talking about Marilyn Manson I get on Instagram and he's in my hometown he's playing a show in my hometown and he posted the selfie and the caption was Memphis and it made my heart glow I was like oh my god we're synchronized like I'm thinking about him he's playing a show in my hometown it's crazy So this episode is all about male ego, right? Um, And there's so much to talk about regarding the male ego that I don't even want to talk about it anymore. What is there to say? It's a curse. It's a fucking curse. I, um had this boyfriend a few years ago and I he and I worked together and I felt really betrayed by some of his actions and there was this period where he had gotten into a car accident and on a separate occasion had to go to the hospital because he consumed some kind of nut and he was allergic to it and upon finding that all out I was like that happened to you because of karma and I cursed you and like I didn't really curse him I don't really like to put curses on people it's just a joke but he said something along the lines of like oh I know it was really funny When that part of me is activated, like, I'm really hurt by someone and I kind of give them the evil eye and bad things happen. I don't really, I feel a little bit victorious, I'm not going to lie. But it's not really a part of myself that I enjoy because bad things happen to me too. 
I'll go through periods where shit's falling apart and like I can't get a fucking break and I'm just like why 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 like can't I catch a break like everything has fallen apart like why couldn't these things fall apart like on separate occasions like why is this happening all at once and like I can blame planetary aspects I can do all that but at the end of the day shit don't make sense sometimes like last year was the worst year of my life I struggled to pay rent um I couldn't eat like I couldn't afford groceries I didn't have a car I lived in a city where public transportation was not prioritized it wasn't really a thing it didn't count as a thing it was so poorly funded and inaccessible and 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 I worked a restaurant job where I was the hostess and made eight dollars an hour where the servers made way more than that would bring home like hundred two hundred three hundred four hundred five hundred dollars a day night and the boss was this like psycho cancer sun Capricorn moon like super manipulative super mm. I don't want to hate on mental I don't I don't want to like invalidate mental illness at all she had some issues that she needed to work on but we do have to create some boundaries it's like you can't I mean you can but I would rather you not blame your mental illness on you sabotaging people's lives and jobs and just livelihoods like that you shouldn't be in a position to manage people if you are harboring some kind of like ill will against a person, whether it be consciously, subconsciously, psychically, energetically, like it was so off. And those were the times when I was like, oh my fucking God, did I fuck up in life that much to where these terrible things are happening to me? And I can't explain why it just seemed like everyone else around me was doing better. And then it fucked me up because I was like, are things so bad for me that I'm literally jealous of everyone around me, even though shit's not so great for them? Better than me, but, you know, I, I wish I could be in their shoes. That's like one of the most terrifying feelings to experience. As a human, I can say that now because it's been a year and I'm not jealous of anyone. I'm in a new city, have a job, kept that job, have money in the bank, rent is paid, I'm eating, I'm doing well, I'm moving my body. My health could be better, um, but instead of being so discouraged and so like cornered and, you know, feeling so helpless I I don't feel helpless I feel like I could work on it like I feel like I have enough energy to exercise I have enough energy to cook you know and that wasn't the case last year like I had this juice bar job and no money and I was just taking home juices and smoothies and smoking cigarettes and not eating literally not eating and I lost a ton of weight and I didn't even know it because I would look at those pictures and I would be like oh my fucking god I was really skinny and I had no idea at the time like I didn't feel skinny it's so whack it's so whack 
but I can attest to the fact that gee, feeling this is a very Scorpio thing. This is a very this is an appropriate thing to talk about during Scorpio season. So I'm glad we're addressing this right now. It is the most terrifying thing to be envious of someone else or other people, like everyone around you. Like you feel so backed into a corner. You feel so victimized and isolated and alienated and honestly betrayed by God, betrayed by the universe. Because it really does seem like everyone else around you is kind of catching a break or have redeeming qualities in their life except for you. It's like, how it, how can I experience all these things in one year? Like, getting fired from jobs after job after job. Like, not being able to catch a break. Not nourishing myself so I feel really, really weak. Um... Having my phone cut off because I couldn't pay the bill. Getting a phone from my parents, God bless. And then losing that phone. Um, I had this like keratitis eye infection that couldn't, I couldn't treat it. Um, it went away, of course. It went away after a week. But when it was happening, it was so terrifying. I did not know what happened. Like I did not know. But my eye was like blood red and I couldn't see out of it. And I had to wear an eye patch and it hurt so bad. It, it was like a scratched cornea, but it was pretty severe. I had to wear a blind, like I had to wear a little, little eye patch. Oh, I'm just reflecting on that. And, you know, right now is the time for death and rebirth. And I'm just shedding that part of myself. I'm not saying I'm shedding those memories, but I'm just saying, like, I... That part of me still lives in me, so I still get scared a lot. Like, everything could fall apart. Um, and I have to build a security. I have, I have to strengthen the energetic force field around me at all times. Because even this year, like when things have gotten exponentially better, I mean, like, tremendously better, I still do experience energetic vampirism and feelings of betrayal and devastation, disappointment, paranoia. And little doses so they feel like feels like everything it feels like everything's gonna be okay not like everything's gonna fall apart you know I used to feel like everything was gonna fall apart at any given moment I remember last Scorpio season November 2017 I accidentally took a heroin laced ecstasy pill I had no idea it was just this girl from California that moved to Memphis that I was sort of kicking it with um, for like a really short time, gave it to me and said it was ecstasy. And I was like, word, that sounds fun. I need a good time. I took it. I felt <clears throat> dead. I felt like I was going to die. I, I remember it hitting inside while I was at Target. And I just felt so um, like I was melting. Like, everything was heavy, like, the fluorescent lights were just daunting, in a way. Like, it was, like, a hell disguised as a heaven. Like, you think you've arrived to heaven, but something isn't right. There's just something's not right, and then it's like everything around you collapses, and it's hell. 
that's what it felt like. It was really crazy. I just remember melting into the couch when I got home and feeling despondent, feeling like really apathetic and really like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I remember taking a pair of scissors and just hacking at my hair. Like no rhythm, no, no rhythm, no style, not just whacking at it with a pair of Fisker scissors because my trichotillomania was, you know, had reared its ugly head and was like manifesting itself in a really like low key way. Thinking about it now, I'm like, I think that was my trichotillomania. Scary. It was really scary. Like I woke up the next day and was just like, what the fuck happened to me? And I remember that friend texting me being like, are you, I was away from my phone, melting into the couch. Um, I look at my phone and she has blown it up. She thought I, she thought I had died. She found out that the ecstasy was laced with heroin and was freaking out. So I'm glad I'm alive. Kudos to me for making, making it out alive. Hmm. This has been a very dark conversation, but I'm glad to let it out. It's spooky season. We've got to address these things. We've got, we've got to talk about them. So once I have more ideas, I will start recording again, but I will conclude this episode here. The male ego, Bardos, Bad Karma, (laughs) self-reflection. All right, we covered it. We covered it. Um, If there's something you want me to talk about, please tell me. I would love to talk about it. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. Have fun tonight. Be safe. All right.